This is a bad week for sports talk, mostly because there aren't any sports. MLB is taking its annual break for the All-Star Game, and nobody cares about that. A bunch of stars are skipping the home run derby, so nobody cares about that. And so, the whore of the sporting media, namely ESPN, who else, will stage its annual excrement show, The ESPYs. This year hosted by Danica Patrick, and that fits the theme because nobody cares about Danica Patrick. If a male race car driver had the same record as Danica Patrick, he would be on the pay-no-mind list and not hosting the ESPYs. The ESPYs are everything bad about sports. The ego, the self-aggrandizing, the dwelling on the trivial, the subjective rejudging of things already decided objectively. You got the ESPY for best NHL player. Oh, as opposed to the Hart Trophy? You got the ESPY for the best NFL player. Oh, as opposed to the official NFL MVP? The overlap is stupefying, with the big difference being nobody remembers who won an ESPY. It is nothing more than ESPN jerking it. The only thing people remember is Caitlyn Jenner winning the Courage Award a couple years back. After that, a lot of people remembered to turn off ESPN. The ESPYs debuted in 1993. They peaked in 1998 when Norm MacDonald was the host and he put sports in its place and everyone in the building wanted to kill him. It was brilliant. This year's ESPYs are Wednesday. Do not, I repeat, do not watch. Let the whore of sports media diddle itself in private. Hey, ESPN. Hey, ESPYs. Guess what? You just made the list. Seriously, is anything worse than the ESPYs? Actually, one thing is. The relentless barrage of promotion that leads up to the ESPYs. Norm MacDonald was great when he hosted in 1998. Charles Woodson won the Heisman, and Norm MacDonald said, they can never take that away from you unless you kill your wife and a waiter. Like Norm said uh, afterward, the jocks don't like jokes at their expense. That dates all the way back to high school. The list brought to you by Matt Mertz Plumbing Cunt on a name you could trust. Call 412-367-0815 for all your plumbing, heating, and cooling needs. If you're just tuning in, Le'Veon Bell did not sign a long-term contract with the Steelers. He'll play one more year with the club under the franchise tag. And as his agent said, he'll go to free agency. So this is likely his last year with the Steelers. I put forth two scenarios for the Steelers a moment ago with Bob. One is they win the Super Bowl in Bell's last year, and he rides off into the sunset, and everybody's happy. The other is they don't win the Super Bowl, and he leaves. He gets paid. The Steelers get a cheap running back, who will probably be pretty good if recent drafts are any indication, and they try it a different way. We've been hearing for a couple years now, at least, about the best offensive line in football and the Killer bees with Ben, Brown, and Bell, it hasn't worked. 
It hasn't worked. In fact, it's not even got to the Super Bowl, let alone won it. It hasn't worked. If it doesn't work this year, at the price they're paying Ben, Brian, and Bell, maybe it's time to try something different. So I don't think this ends bad either way. I don't. I just don't. Uh, here's a Kabali tweet that makes me want him put in a straitjacket. On the bright side for the Steelers, James Conner really looks like he'd be a solid every down running back in this league. Was very impressive during the spring. Needs to stay healthy, though. Yo, Kabali, where's the evidence for that pie-in-the-sky lunacy? That James Conner could be a, quote, solid every down running back in this league. He has 32 carries in the league. That's it. And he is often hurt, like you said. Where is the evidence? Where is any indication that he can be a solid every down running back in the league? What, because he looked good at minicamp? Because he looked good in shorts? Come on. James Conner. The media loves him. The fans love him because he beat cancer and came back from a knee injury. They love the story. He's an average player, at best. A backup, at best, and maybe not even that, given the injury problems. 412-333-9939, the number to call up. Juice tweeted, I'll use the abbreviation, Bell is a dead-ass HJ who is only worried about himself. I've never heard a person referred to as an HJ before, or a BJ, or a ZJ. Andy Benoit tweets, Le'Veon Bell is the NFL's most valuable running back right now, but that could be totally different in 2019. Understand how Steelers had trouble locking him in long term. That's what Peter King said. That's what Benoit says. They're both right. Look, again, I wrote a brilliant column for the Trib. You can check it out at triblive.com. About DeMarco, DeMarco Murray, led the league in rushing in 2014, third in the league in 2016, he led the AFC, and then in 2017, he totally fell apart, his seventh year in the league, and now he's retiring. Bell's entering into his sixth year in the league. You can't look at DeMarco Murray and wonder if the same might not happen with Le'Veon Bell. Maybe it will, maybe it won't, but if you've got to pay $15 million a year to find out, maybe the Steelers are right in not wanting to pay that. Uh, NFL draft analyst Casey Joyner says, oh my God, he dragged out the fancy stats. Listen to this. Le'Veon Bell had a 6.9 yard, good blocking yards per attempt last year. That ranked tied for 35th in the league. That type of production can easily be replaced, so maybe the Steelers figured Bell was a volume back and not worth the overinflated investment. I like that uh, phrase, volume back. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Brad thought I was going to call home run Darby the worst thing to happen in sports every year, but he agrees the SBs are worse. Home run Derby stinks because... If you had all the best home run hitters in it, and you know what they should do with it too. If you had all the best home run hitters in it, and they had it like every other year or every third year, then it would be terrific. I know some people who like the home run derby better than the all-star game. 
Me, I don't like either. Let's go to Tom in the car. Tom, you're on with Mark. Good afternoon, Mark. How you doing? Terrific. Hey, Mark. Um, you said something about, um, you know, if it doesn't work out with Bell this year, they need to try something different. But um, well, I didn't I say they question- need to, but I said if that's the byproduct of Bell leaving on his own volition, maybe it will turn out to be a blessing in disguise. Well, I agree with you there, but um, I guess my question is, aren't they trying something different this year with a new offensive coordinator? I'm not sure that's quite as radical a change. I think they're going to run basically the same offense they did under Todd Haley. What will be eliminated is the friction between Haley and Ben, and I think that's a good thing, don't you? Yes, I do, and I also think with you know, with taking that out of the equation, it, it makes it, for lack of a better word, a happier team, I guess, right? I don't think the running back's going to be all that happy. Well, I think with him, they're just going to, you know, Tallman's going to just run the wheels off of him this year. And What if Bell doesn't want that to happen? What if he shows up in week four or five or six or seven or later? Well, if he puts him in every play, you know, runs the wheels off of him, gets out of him what he can, and then ship him off, see you later. Yeah, what if he shows up like week 10? I mean, you know, when you show up in well, week he 10. Shows up at week 10, he's going to stink. Yeah, okay. Whose problem is that going to be? His and, and the Steelers, too. Well, it goes back to what you always said. He's just a very selfish person. He doesn't care no, about No, I the didn't team. say that. No, he's selfish because the way he acts. He's not selfish yeah, for wanting I mean. money. I want money, too. I would yeah, leave this radio station for team. a big raise in a second. Which most people would, but he still does not think about the team. Screw the team. How many of these guys you think really think about the team? Probably not a lot. I How many of these ben guys does. you think would think compromise would their like earning them. potential for the sake of the team? Tom Brady Probably did it because he's married to a woman who makes twice as much as he does. Well, he's a lucky fella. He's a kept man. He's her bitch. Thank you for the call. <laughs> Oh, Bob McLaughlin said before that the Steelers should put Bell on the transition tag. The transition tag would cost $17.4 million next year. Don't cut in, Bob. Your segment's done. Tagging him a third time would be $20.88 million. Oh, and, and Fowler from ESPN says, Bell is focused on boxing and a vegan diet this offseason as a way to alleviate any joint pain. Yeah, I bet joint has something to do with it, too. Vegan. This dope count? Then uh, Fowler says he's waiting until later in the summer to get into heavy football training. He believes this will help him. The Steelers should see the same player he's been since 2014, basically. Boy, that is a gigantic leap of faith from Jeremy Fowler there. I bet when Bell shows up for training camp, he'll like get out of a van and all that smoke will come out like Spicoli in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Let's go to Dave and Mars. Dave, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark. Yeah, these people that say, like, you you know, you pay the man, pay the man. Well, these are the same people that can sit on their couch and complain when the defense gets steamrolled by Jacksonville. There's only so much money to go around. You can't pay everyone. You're just, like, like you say with uh, Toronto getting Tavares. It's like collecting player cards. Like, yeah, yeah, it's fantasy football. It's like cards. collecting football cards. Yeah. That said, I don't object to keeping Bell for one more year. Because this should, you know, it it hasn't worked. That's one thing people don't want to acknowledge. 
The Ben Belbron thing hasn't worked yet. It hasn't worked yet. Right. It, it has not. But, you know, everyone was ticked off when Jacksonville ran over us. Well, you know, that's because there's not enough money to go on defense. You know, well, I, well not only that, too, and I've said this many times, I don't think you win with players like Bell and Brown. I think they're douchebags. I think they're counterproductive. I think they're so selfish it hurts the team. And I'm not, ta- I'm not talking about money selfish. I'm talking about ego selfish. I'm talking about stats selfish. I'm talking about football selfish. I, I can't argue with that. You're damn right you can't. Let's go to Chris in Wexford. Chris, wrong with Mark. Yo, what up, man? Yo, what up, man? Uh, so I, when you were saying earlier about the uh, you know, Steelers being able to go out second, third round, be able to find someone to replace them, um, I think that's actually more true now than, than when they drafted Bell because, look, at you have, you have Hunt in Kansas City. You have Kamara in, uh, in New Orleans. You have Todd Gurley out in St. Louis. Since he's come in the league, that style of running back is much more prevalent in college. You probably can't find What's, uh, No, not that play. style, just running back period. Just go get a running back. You mentioned yeah. uh, Hunt and, and Kamara. What about Fournette and McCaffrey? What oh, about absolutely. Dalvin Cook? What about uh, the kid in Seattle? They're, they're just... There were six rookie running backs last year, four that made major impact, and two more that would have had they not got hurt. I mean, I've been saying these names over and over again. It doesn't seem to, to sink in with people. Uh, Chris Carson, that's the Seattle kid. Yep. Thank you for the call. All right, we got Tony and Mike on hold. We'll get to them in a second. Le'Veon Bell did not get a long-term contract. Boo-hoo. Poor Lev. He's only going to make $14.5 million this year. Now, I make a lot of money, more than you, way more than you. I make a lot of money, and and I can't relate to Lev Bell making 14.5. That's a lot more than I make. I don't see how you could relate to it, like, you know, act like, you know, what he should get, what he deserves, blah, blah, blah. What you deserve is very little. I mean, even less. 105.9 X. And now, the super genius, Mark Madden. Hey, Mark. I'm super excited to be calling you right now. He's brittle. He's a mind. He's not an arm. He's a brain. He's not a body. The X at 105.9. Double M on the X. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Uh, One thing I can't get over is Bell's agent says the Steelers decided to pay the position and not the player. Well, the market is set by the position, not just the player. I mean, it's nonsense Bell spewed previously about wanting to be paid like a receiver and a running back, both salaries rolled into one. That's just stupid. It's just stupid. And why should you set the market for Bell when so many other guys who may not contribute quite as much get paid so much less? And a lot of them contributed quite more than Bell last year. Last year was not a good year for Bell. This wasn't good timing for Bell to want what he wants. Last year, after the year he had prior, averaging almost five yards per carry, that was the time to try and get it. And some would say he didn't, turned it down. That $60 million deal the Steelers offered with $30 million in the first two years. I just... Think it's bad. I mean, he averaged four yards per carry this past year, down almost a full yard from the year before. He should have taken the deal last year when it was offered. Now, I mean, can you blame the Steelers? I wonder if they offered that deal again. Don't you? 
I wonder if they offered the same deal last year. That was 60 mil over five years with 30 million in the first two years. Because I would not have offered that deal again after Bell having had a year, a season, where he fell off performance-wise from the year before. Your thoughts at 412-333-9939. I got a couple funny tweets. I can't read them because they're they're uh, they have questionable language uh, about the ESPYs. I did that monologue. The ESPYs made the list today if you're just tuning in. And I think it's the worst thing that happens in sports, and it happens every year. I, I, I've watched just enough of it to know how much I hate it, except the year Norm MacDonald did it. I remember when Norm MacDonald made the joke about Charles Woodson. Hey, you won the Heisman. That's great. They can't take that one away from you unless you kill your wife and a waiter. You know, a reference to to uh, Ron Goldman's dad, Fred Goldman, getting O.J.'s Heisman Trophy as part of the civil suit after O.J. got away with murder legally but not civilly. But uh, but I remember when they, when they showed Charles Woodson's face after Norm said that, he was kind of like sheepishly laughing. Ken Griffey Jr. was sitting next to him. He looked like he wanted to baseball bat Norm McDonald right in the head. Because like Norm said in an interview afterwards, the jocks don't like being made fun of, and that goes all the way back to high school. Norm also used the word retarded. Could you use that back in 98? You can't now. But I remember when Norm talked about athlete of the year. He said, look, it's great that we're pretending we don't know who's going to win, but, but Tiger Woods, if he doesn't win it, it's the most retarded ESPYs ever. Can't say that now. Probably shouldn't say it. But, uh, but Tiger cracked up. Tiger liked Norm Zach. Not too many other people did. Peyton Manning looked like he wanted to, to shoot Norm McDonald. But that's what made it great because sports aren't that serious. Norm McDonald pokes some holes in the balloon, whereas the SBs all the time now, it's conducted like Catholic mass by the Pope. This idiot, Danica Patrick, who never accomplished a thing besides being a woman in a man's sport, didn't win F all. She's going to be up there anointing people, handing out the wafers and the wine. That's what the ESPYs are like, except that time Norm McDonald. Dennis Miller hosted it early, and he did okay, too. They decided they want no more of that. They want it to be Catholic Mass. They want it to be that serious. I'm sorry, sports is best when it's just not taken that serious. It just is. It's better. Better to talk about, better to watch, better everything when you don't take it that serious. Let's go to John on Route 79. John, you're on with Double M. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Right. Uh, I just got a question about Le'Veon Bell and his franchise tag. Uh, does he get the full amount of that franchise tag if he holds out on any amount of games? Oh, of course not. It's prorated. Mm. In football, they pay you weekly. They pay you with a game check. Lev Bell's game check next year will be $909,000. And every time he skips a game before signing the franchise tag, he will not get paid that amount of money. Now, a caller earlier wondered if, if he could pick and choose which games he plays. No. As soon as you sign the franchise tag, you are an employee and must do what your employer tells you to do. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Uh, Peter King, Andy Benoit, a lot of football high muckety-mucks in the media 
saying you don't know what Love Bell's going to be like after another year or two. And I agree. Adam Schefter saying Love Bell might sit out games to preserve his health, to get away from 400 touches because he wants to be that much more marketable in free agency. But I don't know how you pass up even one game check of 909K. By the way, uh, as I said earlier, Bell can miss 10 games and still burn the year. If he skipped 11 games, he would have to play for the Steelers again next year. They would retain his rights. But if he skips 10 games, he can come in at that point, play for 909K per game for six games, and then he's a free agent and very fresh indeed. Oh, a New York rapper is supporting Lev Bell. KP Dat Piff. Yeah, I've heard of him. Right. Broad don't apologize. Spelled broad, B-R-U-H. Broad don't apologize. You showed up, did your job, and overperformed what was expected of you. Steelers organization let the fans down, not 26. Spoken like a rapper. A rapper supporting another rapper. Wonder what Wiz thinks. Let's see what Eminem thinks. Let's see what Kid and Play think. Last year wasn't a good year for Lev Bell. I don't care what anybody says, it wasn't a good year for Lev Bell. This was not the year to ask for what he's asking, and he's still getting 14. He's still getting, slow down, Mark. He's still getting $14.5 million this coming year, despite not having had a great year last year. Let's go to Seth and Harmer. Seth, you're on with Double M. Good day, sir. Right. Um, I just wanted to call about Lev Bell, and, you know, basically I don't think it's a bad thing. Um, that all that money that they're going to be paying this man for an oft-injured, probably going to be suspended again running back, as you alluded to earlier, it's probably the most replaceable position. Well, he's pretty league. good. Now we're going to pay him this year. I, I don't get your point. Well, when he's gone, that money that's going to be freed up, you can replace him with, like you said, a running back. There's probably 60 of them. You'll in get the a cheap running back from college, and you'll spend that money right. on defense, hopefully, although they don't usually go out and sign free agents. So there's no guarantee exactly what they would do with the money, but they do something because the Steelers do spend the cap. Right. And even if they, you know, like with this year, they replaced Mitchell with a guy like Morgan Burnett. I mean, he's not going to light the world on fire, but he's not horrible either. Better than Mike Mitchell. Now, now, right, exactly. Now, now, now one thing. That I keep coming back to. The Ben Bell Braun thing hasn't worked. They haven't won. They haven't even made a Super Bowl. So maybe that's not gonna work. Maybe trying something different is is due. I mean, it's easy to say because it's gonna happen now, apparently, but maybe it's due. Well you're getting rid of a distraction. As well, and, well, and no, I think that team has hurt. so many distractions that'd be distracted if there weren't distractions. It's a good place to start, anyway. You're, you, you, know. you know what, though? Let's face it; it's going to be a distraction from now till he shows up, and until he really kicks it into gear after he shows up. It's going to be oh, I, up up till the day he shows up. What day is he going to show up? When's he going to be here? Will he skip games? Will he skip two games? Will he skip three games? And then when he does show up, well, how long till he gets into football shape? What if he has a bad first game? Oh, my God. It's going to be – here's what I hope Lev Bell does. I hope he doesn't show up till week uh, 11 and then takes a knee during the national anthem. That's what I hope Lev Bell does. 
Let's go to Kevin and Moon. Kevin, real quick, you're all with Double M. Yeah, Mark. I, I just I don't understand how the NFL can employ a guy and and he doesn't have to go to training camp. I mean, most jobs. But he's not employed. Uh, well, I know he's not. But but I mean, I, I just understand the system. It, that's what's tucked up about it. You know, I mean, this tucked guy just decides he decides when he's going to show up for work and when he doesn't have to. I mean, how many players do you know do that? But that's the way the contract is, the way the CBA is. Yeah, I understand. I understand. Now, let me tell you something. The NFL screws the players in so many ways with that CBA that in this case, I I can't really hold it against them. Yeah. You don't get paid for training camp. They don't want to pay. Don't forget. Let's say the contract includes getting paid for training camp, which you think it should, right? I do. I do. Okay, then you know what happens then. All the guys who get cut have to be paid till they get cut. And they're yeah. never going to do that. They'd rather have yeah. Lev Bell hold so, out. So you mean all They'd the, rather all have 1,000 Lev Bells hold out than have to pay guys who are going to get cut during training camp. So you, guys, you mean all those guys are busting their butts trying to make the team. They're not getting paid. That's correct. They're getting okay. expenses, but that's it. They're getting, okay, they're getting expenses. They're getting a I buffet mean, at, the, at the training table at camp. That's right. Ed Bouchette okay. gets that, too. I'm sure you do, too. No, no, no. I would have to show up to get that. We got Mark on hold. Let's get to him in a second. Lev Bell didn't sign a long-term deal. Franchise tag, then free agency. Your thoughts? 412-333-WXDX. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Just all kinds of loose women. Women in various states of moral decay. (laughs) I wasn't kidding. The X at 105.9. You know who's got to be mad at, at uh, the NFL calendar in general and the Steelers and Love Bell in particular is the Pirates. Pirates just swept Milwaukee five straight games at PNC, but today everybody's talking about Le'Veon Bell. Then again, if you look beneath the Pirates having won five straight against Milwaukee and even having won eight of nine total heading into the All-Star break, the reality is that they're still in the same place they were in terms of how they approach the trade deadline, they're five and a half games out in the wild card. They're going to jump over six teams. They're just not going to jump over six teams. They're not likely to maintain this level of performance. So they're still going to trade whoever it was they were going to trade. Now, who those players are, we don't know. What they're going to get for them, not very much. Why they're doing it, we know for sure, just to cut payroll. But... Uh, they didn't even get a day to basket having swept the Brewers five straight because of the Lev Bell situation. By the way, uh, I keep getting told on Twitter when I talk about the reality of the Pirates situation, despite them having won these five straight games against Milwaukee and eight out of nine heading into the break, I keep getting told, why can't you let us enjoy it? I'm not stopping you from enjoying it. If you enjoy it, you enjoy it. If you want to ignore the reality of the situation and enjoy a five-game winning streak for what it is, which is a lot of fun. That game yesterday, that finish, a lot of fun. But the problem with the Pirates fan base is, well, the nutty optimists, I should say, not everybody, because certainly a lot of people have just stopped going. But the nutty optimists, every time there's a little bit of a light at the end of the tunnel, you all ignore that it's probably an oncoming train and just, celebrate a little too vigorously about how the Bucks are back. They're not back. That was just a hot streak. They still stink. 
Well, no, stinks a strong word because I still think, as I said before the season, they're going to win between 76 and 78 games. They're a below 500 non-playoff team. And this five-game win streak against Milwaukee hasn't changed that perception-wise, hasn't changed it reality-wise. If you don't believe me, just look at the standings. They're not jumping over six teams to get a wild card. They're just not. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Kevin Seifert of ESPN reports that each NFL team received $255 million from television revenue sharing in 2017. Uh... That's up 4.9% from 2016. I'd love to know, I don't have it in front of me, but I wonder if each team with getting that 255 million TV revenue in one year, they have to show a profit before a game's even played, right? That has to account for all their expenses and then some, I would certainly think. 412-333-9939. Let's talk to Mark in the car. Mark, you're on with Double M. Okay, Mark has chosen to hang up. Okay, the NFL salary cap this year is 172, excuse me, 177.2 million in 2018. So they got 255 mil from television revenue. So uh, after the players are all paid, if the team spends up to the cap max, then uh, they still have $88 million. And that's just the TV revenue. And that's just the player payroll, admittedly, but my God, what a racket. What a friggin' racket. It's no wonder those guys think they can get away with anything. It's like Big Earn and Kingpin. Finally, Big Earn is above the law. And that was with a measly million, not 255 mil. Let's go to Ben. Ben and McCandless, wrong with the super genius. Ben hung up, too. Great. Let's go to Rick in Bellevue. Rick, you're all with the super genius. Being that Bell can skip training camp and maybe some games. Right. And he's making so much money. Right. What do you think are the prospects for a trade? None. Anything else? No. Good call, thanks. You know, I've adopted that philosophy. If somebody comes calls with an idea that's totally ludicrous, I just say no or none like I just did and then say anything else. That's a great way to cut it off at the past, don't you think? Even 22 years into this, this glorious journey of my radio career, I keep coming up with new and entertaining every day. What's the point talking about that crap? You know where I need to go pretty soon is the Levin Furniture to get a new kitchen set. You know what I've learned to hate? The minutia of living. Like, oh, I didn't bring this up. I was in hospital. I had I went to the emergency room on uh, late Friday night, like 4 a.m. I woke up with, like, my heart racing. So I went to St. Margaret's, drove myself to it, and they found nothing wrong. Nothing. I had an EKG. I had a blood test. They found nothing wrong. I think it's something to do with my sleep apnea because I have a uh, CPAP, but I never use it. Like a lot of people don't. And I've since switched insurance companies. So now I'm going to get the new one to straighten it out before I can get the parts I need or maybe even a new CPAP to start using it. 
So, uh, but I, I think it's related to that. Nothing's happened the last two nights. I wore a heart monitor all uh, weekend, but again, it looks like I'm okay. So, uh, but anyway, I, I don't, I don't need your concern. But anyway, um, but like today, I had to get up and go turn in the heart monitor. Then I went to Schultz Ford to turn in my car, and I love Schultz. Saw Richard Bazzi today in studio. Saw my friend Scott Fultz, who's the GM in Harmerville, had to switch the car. And like, it's just always something. Now I got to get the dining room set. Now I got to, you know, it's just like the minutiae's over. Like I, I had a friend of mine put shelves up at my house because I won't do that, but I had to get that done and rearrange stuff. And, and like, I'm rich enough where I don't have to worry about money, but I'm not rich enough to pay somebody to do all that stuff. You know, not not to go to all these concerts I'm going to, which is Foreigner, White Snake, and uh, Jason Bonham for a fourth time in Houston this weekend, and then Liverpool, Man United at, at the Big House, and then Paul Rogers in Chicago. So I got some stuff coming up that a week in Vegas. I need more time off. I need more time off. No question, I need more time off. Oh, Kara Sapita from uh, Channel Eleven. Is that how you pronounce it, Sapita or Sapita? Sapita. Okay. Uh, Many concert goers collapsing due to heat at Key Bank Pavilion. The Vans Warp Tour is there. Boy, hope those people are okay. I guess that's an all-day thing. Is that right? Medics started treating people as early as 10 a.m. and called for more ambulances. Now, here's something, like, call me stupid. That's today? That concert's today? They have a concert that starts at 10 a.m. on a Monday? Wow. Whoever went to that concert, you have no jobs and probably no life, but... uh, have, have a good day. It's now time to ask Mark anything. 412-333-WXDX. That's 412-333-WXDX. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. He erupts. He clears his throat. Says something meaningless. Who'd win in a fight? Lemmy or God? I think it's a trick question. Lemmy is God. VX at 105.9. Two days till Greta Van Fleet at Stage AE. You are my special. You are my special. You are my midnight, midnight, yeah. Time not to ask Mark anything. Brought to you by Chapino Restaurant Cigar Bar, the city's best seafood and chop house. Be sure to check out Chapino in the strip. I got to get to Chapino soon to get another super genius burger. That's, you know, that's, it's ridiculous I'm not there like once a week because it's so good and it's not far from where I live, but I just don't drive past it. That's, everything is dictated by what I happen to drive past. My entire life dictated by what I happen to drive past. I'm an idiot. No, I'm I'm obviously a super genius, but like there's just stuff that's dictated to me through circumstance that I should rebel against by eating a Chipino more. Boy, this is a, a surprise. Hebrew Hammer, who hasn't been on the on the show for ages, a hammer yakshamash. Yakshamash. Where have you been? I lifted your band weeks ago. Oh, I I don't. If I don't drive by, sometimes I didn't notice. I I can see your point. Hey, uh, I don't like to ask personal questions, but you're talking about your dining room set. I mean, what happened to the old dining room set? Did it just fall apart? It's literally 16 years old. It's been there since I bought the house, and the table's still in good shape. I. I just need new chairs. The upholstery's worn out on the chairs, and one of the legs of one of the chairs is broken too. 
I mean, do you have like these like big entertaining parties where you just serve like lobster bisque and and hors d'oeuvres? No, but I'd like to be able to should the opportunity dictate. Okay, um, I know a guy if you need a, a dining room set guy. No, I, Mr. Levin, or is is this name Levin? Yeah, Robert Levin. Yeah, I know him. I, I was thinking, Levin. is that guy's name actually Levin? Because I've met him, but it is nice guy. Robert Robert Levin. Whatever. But uh, but yeah, I I just I'm real persnickety about how things look in my house too. That's good. You're right. I could just I could really use this dining room set till I die, which Friday morning at about four a.m. I thought was imminent. How's everything been? Eh, good. How about you? Pretty good. How you know what? Stop. I always like calling during summer. Did you get to do any summery things? Like uh, I know you're a Conneaut guy, or I've been to Conneaut once already. Yes, I'm going to a bunch of concerts. It's been okay so far. I'm still trying to fit in a trip to Atlantic City and maybe Conneaut Lake again. Hey, I was at North Park uh, maybe a couple Saturdays ago, and I know you mentioned that's like a that's like an old school kind of thing to do. I, I really like it out there. It's like you know you leave. It's only a couple minutes away, but it's you know it's very very nostalgic. That's your cue. Thanks so much. Whammy. Well, it's good to hear from the Hebrew Hammer. Well, not always, but it was today. Let's go to uh, Joe in the car. Joe, ask Mark anything. Mark. Yes. Why don't you use your CPAP? Because I find the face mask very uncomfortable. Yeah. Do you have one? Um, yes, I do. Do you use it all the time? I did for a lot of years. Then I started to about uh, 12 years ago. It made a world of difference, though. Oh, I, I couldn't imagine how smart you might be if you got a better night's sleep even, you know? Oh, I think I may yet, well, that doesn't affect IQ, but I, I may yet use it again. Yeah, they are very helpful. Well, I, life-saving, really, in, in some cases. Let's go to uh, Dustin in Tampa, Florida. Dustin, you're on with Double M. Hey, what's up, Mark? Hey, I was what's wondering, up? I was watching uh, Speak for Yourself with uh, Cowherd and Whitlock. I know you're a fan of Cowherd. I'm a fan of Whitlock, too. Go ahead. Yeah, and they, they were comparing um, uh, Barry Sanders with Le'Veon Bell, and I'm a little bit younger, and I, like I'm 34, and like I kind of like I don't really remember actually watching Barry Sanders' career. I remember collecting his like cards and stuff like that. Barry but, Sanders was really good, but he never came close to winning. Oh, really? Yeah, I think he was in like only a handful of playoff games. I think he won one. So, but as far as like the running styles, who, who would you say was better though? Oh, uh, well, Barry Sanders is a Hall of Famer. Right. Lev Bell is not yet. I got Barry's stats. I mean, Barry had a, you know, Barry had a 2,000-yard season. He had an 1,800-yard season. Uh, Barry Sanders, let me count here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. He played 10 seasons, and his lowest rushing total was 1,115, and that was his only season below 1,300. I guess it's kind of one of those deals where it's hard to compare to the era. You know, because of the passing game? No, no, I'm doing fine with that. Barry Sanders is was better than Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> uh, but, it, but like I said, he played in six playoff games. His record in playoff games was one and five, so uh, not a great postseason. Then again, the Detroit Lions did not give yeah. him much help. Let's go to uh, Big Al. Big Al on the north side. You're on with Double M. Ask Mark anything. Hey, good day, Mr. Madden. I said good day. Hey, I wanted to ask you, uh, what is your interpretation of the final scene of The Sopranos? Uh, that he got shot. Yeah? Who do you think did it? Uh, the, the guy who was, what kind of jacket was he wearing? It's been a long, 
Oh, yeah, it was uh, the Duster. It was the Duster. He was like members only, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, I thought I, I thought he shot him. I thought that was the implication of the final scene. And I've watched it a lot of times, although not recently. It took me a while to arrive to that. But you know why I arrived at that? What else could it be? You know, I, I had the same thought. You know, a lot of people think that the uh, the gang from New York, they thought they may have ordered the hit on Tony. But to be honest with you, I wasn't really convinced. I thought it was more... Well, now, how do we know who ordered the hit? Well, we don't. You know, it's all speculation at this point because uh, David Chase is not great. With I think David Chase ordered the hit because he didn't want to do the show anymore. Let's go real quick to Adam in West Mifflin. Adam, ask Mark Eddie. I say good day. What's up? Do you have a rug in the dining room to go along with your dining room set to tie the room together? That, that's a good reference to Big Lebowski, but uh, my, I don't really have a dining room. My, my, my downstairs is a big kitchen with, like, a dining area. You know what I mean? Gotcha. But it's linoleum. So, no, no need for a rug. That was actually a very pleasant show today. Thank you, Le'Veon Bell. Thank you, Steelers. Thank you, Pirates. Tomorrow, more of the same. If you're at Vans Warp, be safe, be healthy, get out of the sun. 105.90X.